You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This is MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. Thanks for tuning in. The Royals have clinched their first division title of any sort in 30 years, their first ever AL Central title. We'll talk to Jeffrey Flanagan about that. Jeffrey, uh, it is a very different kind of celebration than last year, obviously, uh, but much like winning that emotional wild card game last year, it was nice to uh, nice to have the opportunity to do it at home. What was that? Uh, what was your takeaway from the clinch celebration? Uh, it was it was probably a little bit more reserved. Uh, you know, last year when they clinched, uh, it's the first time they had gotten to the playoffs in 29 years, so there was just a tremendous amount of excitement. Um, this year, I think you know they had such a huge lead in September, 14 and a half games at one point. Uh, they just kind of expected it, and I think it was. Actually, more of a sense of relief, uh, you know, as the magic number was dwindling down. Uh, they just kind of wanted to get it over with. Um, and, you know, it kind of stayed at three for about three or four days. And it's like, come on, guys, let's get this done. And uh, they finally did it. They, they ramped up last Wednesday and had a big come-from-behind win and then uh, really beat up the Mariners on Thursday to get it done. So I, I think there's a, there's a sense of relief. You know, they, they basically took Friday off uh, with the spring training beat line up and uh, – been back at it in the weekend, one yesterday, and now their, their main goal is to obviously uh, uh, finish ahead of, of Toronto for a home field advantage throughout. You know, we get caught up in the moment and what's going on in, in the present day, but uh, it, it is amazing. The world is just the second team to improve uh, six straight years. They won yeah. 57 games, 71, 72, 86, 89, and now 90. Only the 1919. Uh, to 1925, Philadelphia A's achieved that uh, stretch of continued improvement. I'm sure uh, they want to keep going forward in 2016, but that, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. And it, it, but a lot of things have to – a lot of the stars have to be aligned for that to happen because, I mean, you, first of all, you got to be really bad to start off with. <laughs> uh, and right. then you've got to just kind of slowly climb up incrementally. You can't shoot up and get 80 wins and then fall back to 79. So – but, you know, it's a sign that Dayton Moore's program was working. Um, the players were being developed, you know, at a decent speed. Um, and it is a rare thing to happen. So, um, you know, I, we talked to Ned about it. And, you know, he was typical Ned. He kind of just thought, oh, that's kind of interesting, I think. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of those stats where it takes you a while to think about it. So, uh, but, you know, it, it, it shows uh, the, the, the uh, how much ownership is committed to this team and, and what a job Dayton Moore and his staff have done. Well, we talked about what's working. Let's talk about what's not working, specifically Greg Holland's elbow. Uh, he said yeah. he first knew something was wrong in August of last year, and, and of course there were issues uh, late in the season uh, that we knew about, maybe not the extent of it, but uh, you know he's obviously labored here in the second half. He's now shut down for the season. Uh, tough blow for him uh, to, to not be involved in this playoff run, and of course tough blow for the Royals, losing one of their big three. Yeah, and it really shows you what a warrior and competitor he was. I mean, to basically pitch this entire season with a with a broken arm, you know, I mean, it just was not working. And and he, he, he early in the season he was actually going. We talked about it many times. He got his velocity up to ninety five, ninety six with a partial tear uh, in his elbow ligament, and that's just amazing. I mean, he's one of those guys too. I mean, he could he would go out there and if he had a sixty five mile hour fastball, he, he would he would think he could get you out somehow. Um, that's what a competitor he is, and but it just got to the point where um, you know when you have that kind of a tear, a lot of times people just look at the velocity drop. But really, what happens too is you lose your command. You just can't 
put the ball where you want it to anymore. And that's really one of the telling signs of, of a ligament injury. And, and we saw that in his last outing against Detroit um, last weekend. He just he couldn't put the ball where he wanted to. And he got to the point where Ned and the staff just, you know, they love the guy. They love his competitive nature, but they just couldn't trust him. And as you head into moving forward and heading into the playoffs, you got to have eight or nine guys in that pen that you can trust every time out. And he just wasn't one of them. Uh, they had done the MRI uh, when they came back from a road trip in Tampa, showed the tear. He still wanted to pitch through it, and he thought he could. Uh, but uh, today he's uh, flying out to L.A. Uh, to get examined, and I suspect it's going to be a P.J. surgery. Yeah, it sure sounds that way. Um, you know, this is not injury-related, but also uh, a, a lack of command or control or what have you. But Chris Medlin rocked for six earned runs and only three and two-thirds innings Saturday by the Indians. And just on the heels of, of him being uh, – he, he was already in the rotation, obviously, but being cemented in that rotation, Danny Duffy moved to the bullpen. How concerning was that one start? Uh, probably not too much. I mean, that obviously was his worst start uh, since he's been back. Worst outing since he's been back from rehab. Um, you know, he, he kind of chalked it up. He goes, it's one of those days. I, I didn't have it. Um, and he'd come off a couple of pretty good starts. He threw six shutout innings against the Indians. He had five innings of no earned run ball against the Tigers. So um, I think he'll just try to brush that one off. Uh, he, one of those days he just didn't have it. I mean, nothing worked. Uh, everything he was leaving up in the zone. So, um, you know, and there's a question, too, in the five-game series, um, are you going to need the fourth guy? You know, it's, maybe somebody goes on three days rest or something like that. So, But he's pretty much cemented as the fourth guy. And, and you know, on a positive note, what they really like is what Danny Duffy's done in the bullpen. In his three uh, three outings since he's been there, uh, he's turning into a guy that they could rely on in, in high leverage situations in the sixth or seventh innings. Um, he's come in and he's thrown strikes and he's gotten people out, and uh, he's going to be a factor in the playoffs now. Yeah, that's interesting you bring that up because I think when, when Duffy moves to the bullpen, your first thought is, well, maybe he can be a long man uh, kind of role for them uh, if they do find themselves in any kind of bind in October. But yeah, it sounds like he he could be, especially now with Holland out. Uh, maybe yep. there's more opportunities for those high-leverage situations in the back end. Yeah, they move everybody else up, and Danny probably just takes over where Madsen was earlier uh, as the kind of sixth-inning guy if they need it. And, you know, in the playoffs sometimes, it, 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 we saw it last year with the Royals, you know, they have such a deep open that, you know, the starter really just had to go five, maybe even four, and then you turn it over to the pen, and they, and they just shut it down. So um, we might see that again this year, and Danny might be a, a pretty big factor uh, we haven't seen him go back-to-back yet, but we might see that very soon. Well, Jeffrey, obviously the Royals have clinched, but there's still a race going on. They enter the week dead even with the Blue Jays uh, in the race for home field advantage. How much will Ned Yost keep the, the foot on the gas, so to speak? Obviously, he rested his guys uh, after the clinch celebration. It was uh, you know, one of those hangover lineups. But, yep. um, but what's the outlook here for this last week as far as fighting for that home field? Uh, we there's- know... In the event of a tie, by the way, for people who don't know, the Blue Jays do have the edge uh, in the tiebreakers. Yep. Yeah, they're going to go all for it. I mean, they really want home field advantage throughout. Um, it was a big deal for Ned to win the All-Star game, you know, that he was managing with uh, several of his guys, and, and they really put every effort they could to win that game. So uh, the American League would have home field advantage, and he was thinking, of course, of himself, more so than anyone else. Um, so he wants he wants home field advantage throughout because he feels like he has a a big edge when they play at Stoffman Stadium, and um, it's not going to be easy. It seems like the Blue Jays just win every single night, no matter what. 
Um, if they won again yesterday, was uh, to me uh, on Sunday with a another walk off homer from Josh Donaldson. So it's just like the sun rises in the east and and the Blue Jays win every night. So I think Ned's going into this final week thinking, hey guys, we got to win five, six of these final seven. So let's get at it. Yeah, and the, uh, the end of the week, 10 and 15 in September, so just in general, want to finish strong uh, going into October. Uh, one last thing, Jeffrey, Chris Young, very impressive mm. Sunday, um, you know, especially when you know the information afterwards that his father passed yep. away Saturday night. He goes out there Sunday, throws five innings of no-hit ball. Um, just uh, and, and we know Mike Moustakis has, has played through a lot of personal uh, pain here, too, in the second half, but... Uh, Boy, to see to see young uh, step up in that situation is really something. Yeah, it really was. I mean, and if you know Chris Young, you, you really like the guy. He's a very thoughtful, intelligent man, and, and uh, really cares about his team and cares about winning, cares about his teammates. Um, and you know, going out there with a heavy heart, uh, knowing that his father would have wanted him to pitch uh, anyway because they they were you know very tight, very close, and his dad was a big baseball fan, obviously, and and. Uh, Chris to do that, uh, just something else. I mean, and, and uh, it shows that he can be a factor too in the playoffs, possibly. Um, and kind of, kind of fighting for it was fighting for a playoff spot. We don't know what the playoff roster is going to look like. How many pitchers are going to carry? Uh, they they like, like this kid Miguel Amante a lot in the bullpen with his stuff, and um, not sure how many guys are going to carry. So that Chris is kind of maybe needing to show that he could be a factor in the playoffs in some in some form, and he certainly did yesterday. That was, uh, yeah, very impressive stuff uh, with a heavy heart. And uh, the Royals still have uh, heavy implications here down the stretch. Fighting for that home field advantage. We know that what a big deal that is for Kansas City, the way they play in their home park. So we'll see what happens there in the race with the Blue Jays. want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.